It has been a very interesting week here at my house. Uh, I was giving notes to a scammer who tried to uh, do a phone fraud on me. I've discovered some interesting things that uh, situational awareness can be applied to, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Come on in, get comfortable. Let's talk about this. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. We are located in the Medford White City area of Southern Oregon. And if you're looking for the exact address, it's 6800 Kershaw, where Kershaw meets Corey at that really sharp turn in the road. Slow down. Uh, we want you to get into the range, but through the gate, not through the fence. So with that said, we have had a busy weekend, as I mentioned. If you're not familiar with uh, film or television, even uh, media, uh, podcasting, that type of thing, a director or a producer will give notes to the person performing to help them improve the performance. Like, uh, Bill, you were kind of sounding like you needed to clear your throat, you want to do that again, or could you speed up, or you jumped one of the points. It's, it's a technical thing that's done in the business. This is tax time, and it's also scam season. Well, okay, uh, I got two stories on that and how uh, giving notes can be useful, and situational awareness can also come into play. Let's talk about this. I got my first fraud call in a long time. I'm on a number of lists. I have a number of filters and blockers, but occasionally they get through. And I got a very official person saying, hello, Mr. Bateman. Yes. This is with totally unintelligible. And we've discovered a problem with your account. Uh, it's a $6,200 charge. We need your account information right now, or your accounts are going to be frozen. Or the one they went to next, well, we're going to have to seize your accounts as evidence. If you don't recognize this as a classic phone fraud intro, uh, you should. I instantly knew it was gobbledygook. I know many people in law enforcement, and believe me, they don't mumble. They are quite clear with what they need you to do. Uh, they're also very, I have never had anybody call and give me an advance warning that they're going to do something. I'm not in trouble that much, but the history is O for O. I, it's just not happening. I realized instantly this was a scam, so I listened. I said, well, now who are you with again? I was playing along to see what happened. And about 30 seconds in, I realized this guy was a complete moron. And so I started to critique his performance or give him notes. Oh, and I start, you know, okay, listen, Skippy, uh, you're doing a great job, but you came in way too early with the threats. First, you have to build rapport with the mark, haven't you? How long have you been doing this? And he got so frustrated, I started to laugh, and he hung up. They hate being laughed at. What this tells us is, A, there's a lot of this going on, and B, taking a beat having some awareness of what's going on is going to prevent you from wading into the deep end of the pool uh, right after you eat. It's a situation that we want to respond, we want to correct this, we want to prevent problems, and that's always 
a good way to be, but have good information. Find out who this person's supposed to be. I can go down to my bank very, very quickly and say, so what's going on here? And they always just put it on their fraud watch and let me know that somebody's scamming in this area. And I also find by changing my email and account passwords frequently, I reduce the likelihood of this happening. I know that it's a gigantic pain in the backside to constantly be changing your passwords. It's worth the effort. Don't reuse the same passwords. I fluctuate between three or four. I do, and we've talked about this before, so I won't go into it in too much detail. I have my special high security passwords, and those are like 21 characters. Some are computer generated. I had an account for a time that had a password that changed every 40 seconds, and I had to log in. That's when I was at the university, and we were dealing with some of the enterprise-level uh, systems, I guess is the correct term. Uh, that was a gigantic pain in the backside. Your email should not be that difficult, but don't use the same things, and go back and listen to the password things. Don't use your birthday. Don't use your dog's name, uh, your son's sports team, that kind of stuff. So, I'm off the res. I'm heading in the wrong direction. Let's come back on track. Being aware of what you're doing and not reacting is going to keep you from jumping in. I have a personal friend whose wife got one of these calls, and they said, we're from the sheriff's department. We're going to come and arrest your husband if you don't do this. Well, I know these people. They are the least likely ever to have any problems that would merit that kind of action. They took most of her savings over a two-day period. It's horrifying. They never got it back. Taking that extra beat, and for heaven's sakes, if you, and we, I live in a mobile home park and there's a lot of single seniors, we're trying to establish, if not reach out to the son or the daughter uh, or the caregiver or whatever, Someone in the park, we have several attorneys, we have a law enforcement retiree here, we have people of, I consider, good character, and say, hey, Bob, I just got this call. Find out. Don't give out information like that. Also talking about scam time, and this one really upset me, it is tax time. I'm still waiting to gather all my information. Should be out by the 31st of January, but a lot of things should happen that don't. And I looked in my bank account and buried in the archives, Zipcar has been billing me both insurance and a renewal fee on my membership. They did it for 2024 is how I discovered it. Well, what's the problem, Bill? I have not had a Zipcar account for over seven years. That's when I moved to Oregon. Well, I called them up and I said, K Positives, and they said, hey, you're a longtime member. And I explained, no, I wasn't, and I sent them because I'm that guy. I had copies of my cancellation. Well, oh, we're sorry, harumph, harumph, harumph. They reversed the charges. To make it extra special, they took them out again the very next day. So I notified the fraud unit at Chase Bank, and I now have all of my money back. If you're not keeping a close look on your finances, they start with the little stuff, a $5 charge here. What? What's this? 
And if you get busy and you let it go, that's how they get into your accounts. So all of this is about being aware. Now we use the term situational awareness and that's most commonly defined as the ability to perceive and understand the environment around you, including the people, objects, and events that are occurring. An example, of course, is being mindful of your surroundings. If you're walking through a parking lot, when you're going back to your car from the supermarket, coming out of a club, oh my goodness, anticipating potential risks and taking appropriate actions to be safe. Now, I think of situational awareness when I'm out at the range. I'm an RSO, range safety officer. I'm part of a team of really nice volunteers, and we are responsible for both helping people with technical problems, uh, keeping up with the rules, and how to shoot safely, as well as diffusing a tense situation. If people get grumpy, somebody shoots another person's target, uh, somebody's behaving in an inappropriate way, we have to work with that. So situational awareness is critical, absolutely. And we're trained in that and we work on it on a regular basis because we are all about safety. But this also applies, as we've just seen, to your day-to-day -day banking, your day-to-day -day phone activity, what's going on in your everyday life. We often feel, and I had somebody describe this to me, and I think it's great. They said, I often feel like I'm being chased. There's just so much stuff going on. Things I have to respond to. Read this, hear this, look at this, do this, do that. Uh, in addition to the important stuff like going to the store and putting gas in the car, uh, you've got all of the different things, health issues, family issues, personal issues, and it's, you're not being aware if you're not staying involved with, uh, with the things in your day-to-day -day life that are really important, that's when stuff's going to blow up on you. Let's look at things like cell phones. I get so angry at people, I mention it probably once a month, people who are walking along looking down at their cell phones. We went to Nolens recently, New Orleans, and had a lovely time. And I can't tell you the number of people who just walked out into traffic because they were on their cell phone looking for a location or looking for a club or going to meet somebody or, hey, Helen, here's a picture of me with a horse. Uh, texts are important. So unless you're driving, which you shouldn't text and drive ever, uh, I've actually pulled over. I had a thing pop up and it says, you know, this is when my mother was still alive, mom, emergency. I got off the freeway, I pulled into a safe area, and I responded. Don't do it when you're driving. But uh, being aware of what's around you, in addition to if you're walking, an that all-important text comes on, step aside. And don't step aside in an area like down an alley. Step into a place where nobody can walk up behind you, and I like an entrance to a store. That we've got two sides covered, you take a quick look around, look at it, see what has to happen, and boom. Uh, you can then make decisions on how to deal with it. And that's a key part. Don't react. Think clearly. Another place you got to look at uh, awareness is restaurants, clubs, bars, restaurants specifically. Often, and this is going to happen more when the weather gets warm, but due to heat, employees taking breaks, especially some of the bigger venues, back doors can be open. So I use the three-second rule. 
when I walk into and out of a place. As I'm doing that, I'm taking a few seconds to observe the room, the area, who's there, where the people are, any potential threats. It's 114 degrees and there's two guys in heavy long coats and, and uh, watch caps. That, I mean, that's almost a movie trope at this point. Where are the entrances? Where are the exits? And are you near the back where those people could come walking in through the kitchen? I'm not talking about being paranoid. I'm not talking about being... It's like John Belushi and Ammo in that one scene in Animal House when he's looking around all over everything like that. It was a hysterical scene if it doesn't spring to mind. Let's look at ways that we, you and I, can keep situational awareness a part of our daily life. Basically, pay attention. Look at what's going on around you. Look at who is making eye contact and look at who is not. Now, I found in more serious situations, when it's a safety issue, a really good website and it's Premier Body Harmer. They have some good products. This is not an endorsement. This is just where I found the information and I'm giving credit to my source. But they have a couple of things on situational awareness, and let's talk about that. And they and I share some good ideas. Look at possible exit routes and hiding places when you arrive in an area. Look at the what-if situation. I'm going to include the link to this site and to this actual article so you can go through and review it in depth. But perceive, prepare, process, and responding is not unreasonable. You're not being a cartoon character. You're not looking paranoid or all twitchy. You are becoming aware of what's going on around you. Now, there's six basic tips I'm going to share with you. First, reduce and avoid the distractions, and that's the cell phone or listening to the music. I've seen people, I can hear their music as they're approaching me, so I know they're not, uh, they're not in the zone. They're not watching me. Uh, be a hard target. Now, what does that mean? Criminals are always looking for quick and easy targets. Don't walk alone. Never walk into a dark alley or back yourself into a tight corner. Always look like you know what you're doing and where you're going, even if you don't. That old fake it till you make it. And for heaven's sakes, people, and I saw this on my trip last time, guys standing in the airport, crowded, people all over, not actually in the airport. He's out going to get a cab, that area, that no man's land between your car, the parking lot, the rental car carrier. Yeah, don't show off expensive items and consider how you're carrying your purse, your bag. Keep it close to the body and uh, don't flash cash. Honey, yeah, here's $200. Take that from this a massive amount of cash. I cannot believe anybody would actually do that. But in the airport, Oh, he set off bells all over. Everybody's looking at him now. Fortunately, uh, there's a police officer nearby, and you can't always count on that good luck. So be a hard target. I like to take the extra step. Before we went to uh, New Orleans, I went on Google Maps, and I took a look at the area we were going. 
I found out about the crime reports. I found out about the dead ends, the alleyways, the narrow streets, the places you couldn't go after a certain time. This is not paranoid. This is listening to your gut. And that's another tip. Instincts are a powerful weapon. And loading yourself up with some good information in advance, if something seems wrong, get out of there. If you see somebody that gives you that little feeling in the pit of your stomach with me, it's the back of my neck. Oh, God. My hair actually will go up on, on end. I thought it was a movie thing, but it, it happens. Walk away and then tell somebody. Yeah, you can be afraid you're overreacting, but wouldn't you rather be wrong than right? Good judgment, intuition, and uh, you also want to be prepared for the unexpected. I have seen this in several instances when a perfectly calm, perfectly quiet situation, somebody says something and boom, it's on. They throw down, they're throwing furniture, they're hitting, they're knifing, they're shooting, they're stabbing, uh, they're running, jumping, climbing trees. It's That's when knowing your exit options should already be in your memory bank. And this could be a theater. Nobody goes to the mall anymore, I'm told, but there's a lot of good places uh, that you still are going to be out in public, restaurants. That couple of minutes you're going to spend observing, that's important. And as we like to find out on airlines, unless you're on certain flights where the door could just appear magically, uh, your nearest exit may be behind you. Make a quick plan on how to get out there. Well, mass shootings, yeah, that comes up first and foremost. There are other type of threats. This could be a fire. This could be two people getting angry, a uh, husband, wife, a domestic disturbance, boyfriend, girlfriend, hey, who's she, that type of thing. And that's going to help you make your fight, flight, or freeze response. And I do always recommend discussing these things with the people you're likely to be with. Both my wife and my son, we have a code word. If I start talking about a certain subject, they know I feel I have identified something. That doesn't mean we're all going to jump up and run for the door, but it allows us in a non-hysterical manner to say, hey, banana peels are on the menu. Ha ha. Well, banana peels the magic word for this example. It's not, but you get the idea. It should be a word that fits into the conversation, but not real easy. It should be a word that fits into the conversation, but not too easily. And this alerts the people you're with. I've talked about it with my wife. We said, what if? I've talked about it with my son. So if the three of us are out in Portland, there's an evening's entertainment, uh, and something comes up, we're all on the same page. We don't look like the three stooges when chimp needs cheese. I believe in carrying personal protection. That is a personal decision. I, my goodness, we have a non-ballistic self-defense class. I've talked about it before. I think it's outstanding to uh, have made a decision and have practiced with whatever you're going to do. That could be pepper spray. That could be a coubaton. That could be a high-power strobing flashlight. Uh, you could have bulletproof body armor, backpacks, firearms, knives. There's a lot of things you could do. As long as you understand the legal implications, and I cannot stress this enough, and yes, we are in the training business. 
I want you to get trained with whatever you're doing, whether it's hand-to-hand, -hand, whether it's firearms, whether it's having anything with you, don't think that's going to protect you. That is your last stop. So if you carry personal protection as part of your self-awareness program, do that and be good at what you do. Don't just, I've seen way too many people take a class, I've got my concealed carry, and you never see him again. I train weekly at the range. In addition to giving classes, my wife and I uh, work through different exercises only because it's our responsibility to be safe and effective shooters because you're responsible for every round that comes out of that barrel, even if you miss your target. Finally, see something, say something. That goes part of listening to your gut. Don't be afraid to alert somebody. Use your best judgment here, please. You don't want to go around accusing everybody, but being observant is going to prevent things from happening in the first place. How many times have we heard about all the clues leading up to a tragic accident or a tragic act of violence? Hopefully, they'll be able to intervene. And yes, workplace self-awareness and situational awareness is just as important, just as important as it's going to be with you out on your way from uh, the supermarket or leaving or entering the restaurant. Talk to your company. Find out what the policies are on situational awareness training. Observe, obsess, be aware. And before we get out of the topic, let's talk about teaching situational awareness to your kids, to your young ones. It's not just something for adults. Children need to practice this too. I've written a lot of stuff for this podcast about the different things we can do to stay aware Look at the information online, talk to your school, and find out what they have for code red drills or lockdown drills or see something, say something. Telling a, an adult is important, knowing what to expect is important, and not making it a big, scary, horrifying subject, making it something that you and your family, your young ones, or your grandchildren talk to mom and dad, as well as including the grandchildren, because if they're at your house and something happens, you are the first responder. So all of these things we talk about all blend together. Staying alert to who's calling you and what they're wanting, take that extra minute. Wrapping it up, looking at uh, how to defuse a cell phone call that's bogus. I laughed at them, they hung up. How to deal with bank frauds, getting charged for things you shouldn't do. At my bank, if I see a charge that doesn't like, there's a button I can click and dispute that charge. It shouldn't be hard. Know where these tools are, and this is the same thing. This is the same thing with your backpack, your go bag, your emergency supplies. Look in advance as to where your tools are going to be. Get out of your comfort zone. We're going to talk about that in depth next week because getting out of your comfort zone can be very off-putting. You can feel a little disoriented. Let's talk about that next week. And as always, I like to encourage, I'm trying to build this podcast beyond what we have. If you'd please share this with some friends at work, at church, at your club. Uh, I try and be really non 
political. I've talked to a number of people who say, you know, I didn't, I used to like to listen to so-and-so, but they've become so political. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. I have my own opinions. Believe me, I've got my own opinions. But everybody deserves to be safe. So if you'd like to share what we're laying down here, and that's prepared, rational, logical solutions to life-threatening problems and how to deal with them, share this with your friends, share it with your coworkers, subscribe, download, and if you've got questions or comments, the address is right up front. I'm also, as I promised, going to put the link to the website on the Situational Awareness Workshop, our web page actually, and we'll talk more next week with getting out of your comfort zone, and as we're moving, and it's very bizarre because it's currently snowing outside, but we're moving into hot weather pretty soon and looking at things you can do around the home as the weather changes. So that's it for this week. You know what to do about the classes. I do need to tell you that the class for this month in March is full. We actually have a waiting list. So it, it behooves you, I love that word, it behooves you to get out and get registered as soon as you can. We also have private lessons if it's important. We'd really like to see you out there one way or the other. Fun day of family shooting getting learned up, or just come out and say hi, see what we're doing. It's pretty darn interesting. We've been there. Uh, the White Camp White Range has been there since World War II. So that's enough for this time. Be safe out there. Be good to one another. See you next week. The preceding program is a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.